Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Susan Doherty, the President of the GCU Students Association, to look back on her 12 months in office and how she and her team adapted to the challenges created by a year like no other. Susan, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me. You've been the student president during these unprecedented times and the past year has been really difficult, it's been hard going, challenging, it's been surreal. How's it been for you? Um, yeah, it's certainly been challenging, but I would say there's been a lot of positives as well. Um, the students, I think, have all came together to support each other. I think mental health has also been a huge thing this year. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have, we were trying to break the stigma down anyway at the Students Association and at GCU. And I think that certainly happened this year. A lot more people feel a lot more at ease to speak about mental health issues, which I think has been absolutely great. The students have came together in community a lot more. Students did anyway, but, you know, to support each other. So it's been support throughout from staff, um, non-academic staff, academic staff, the student body, students association, the exec team. You know, everybody sort of came together to support everybody in the best way that they can. So I'm taking the positive from it this year. How have you found working from home? Awful. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm, a people, I'm a people person. I like being around people all the time. I like to be able to, up at the Students Association, you know, you, you're, you're on your computer and you're typing away and you want a wee break and you go into somebody's office and you just hover, you know, until they look at you and you're like, hello, <laughs> you know, and you have a wee conversation or you go and have a coffee or you go out and talk to students all the time. Whereas when you're working from home, you're on a screen, sometimes nine hours a day, you know, sometimes more. Um, and it's meeting after meeting. So you're, it's not the same, to be honest. So I would say that um, working from home for me, that is, it's not been a great experience. However, I've not had to commute. I've got my dog and my cat. So, you know, they've been absolutely loving my company. Um, you know, I walk out the door now and they sort of look at me as if, where are you going? So. <laughs> <laughs> are you disappointed not to have the chance to be the student president during normal times, as it were? Of course, you know, I, I mean, I would, I would be lying if I said no, it would, it would have been good to, to be on campus. But, you know, I, th- I think I still fulfilled my role, which is to represent, you know, the students at, at Caledonia University. And, and I think that this year, especially, you know, the students have needed that representation. Mm-hmm. They, they needed that person to sort of speak up for them. The university have been fantastic this year. You know, I've been going and saying students are asking for this or they've got an issue with this and it's been how can we help so it's been a it's been a really positive year I think um, to represent the students as well. We'll jump back about 12 months Susan just before you took office why did you want to become a student president at GCU? I was a VP the year before um, I really enjoyed the, the year that I worked I could see the projects and objectives that I'd worked on truly making a difference you know to students lives and, and seeing the effect that it had you know and it was nice to see those changes um, also, I worked with Ellie, she was a student president that year, um, and before her it was Rachel, you know, and you see that the positive impact that, that they have as well, you know, sort of representing students in every every meeting, you know, every committee that, that they sat on um, at a wider level, you maybe didn't see the student president as much because they were obviously working a lot behind the scenes, whereas the VPs were a lot more active. And I saw that the work that Ailey put in, and it was nice to be able to continue that. And I was involved with a few of her projects as well. So it was at the continuity, I think, I decided at the time 
would be beneficial to everybody, but especially and that's before that we knew obviously the, the year that we're going to have. So I think it was um, the best thing to do for that continuity for the students and the staff. I know you're very close with Ailey Fulton. How did she help you transition from being a VP to the student president? So we had the obviously the, the handover. So it, when when the lockdown came into force, Ailey actually moved in to mine for a few. We thought this will be a few weeks. Let's have a wee party, you know. So after work, and I bought a hot tub and built a bar in my garden, and we thought this will be great fun, you know. And then the weeks started sort of getting a bit longer. Ailey then sort of returned home, and then when I obviously took the presidency role, I had daily to be able to contact if there was an issue, if there was anything that you know, I wasn't sure of. Sometimes you've got a meeting in your diary and you think, what is that? You know, and the acronyms can be absolutely crazy. You know, so I would sort of message Ailey and say, what is, you know, APPC or what's, you know, different things. And she would she would help in that way. So, yeah, she's been there throughout just to sort of give me some support. If I need a question answered, she's, she's great to be able to help with that transition. What were the big differences between being a VP and then being the student president? First of all, the workload. <laughs> the student <laughs> president, the workload is, is immense. I think especially this year, it's probably not, I would say the year before, it was, you know, the workload was definitely more. This year, I think that, you know, you're, you're an, an extra 10 hours a week just, you know, for the safe return to campus meetings, you know, you wouldn't normally have. So the workload was even, I would say, more this year. The VP role, you're obviously, you're, you're for your school you know I was I was um Skibby at the time um, and it was an absolutely fantastic school even though I came from GSDS they're all great schools so you're concentrating that school you're representing the students from that school however you're still representing all students but it just means that the those students from from Skibby knew who that they could sort of come to if there's any issues but the student president tends to get um maybe emails or questions from a full range of students and what I can then do is sort of um, take themes out of that, you know, and then take that to exec board at the university. Um, if once you sort of see a lot of issues, you're maybe getting 10, 11, 12, you know, emails coming through, and then the VPs are telling you that they've had the same sort of issues. You can then see this theme arise and you can take it and you can get it acting on swiftly. You mentioned your VPs there, Susan. You had Zoe Nicholson, Tabby Nairike, and Adil Rahu. Can you tell me what it was like working with them. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a, a, an interesting year. Obviously, I knew Tabitha before. I didn't know the the other two. Um, Tabitha was well involved in the students' association, and she, she carried out a lot of tasks anyway. She volunteered a lot, so I sort of knew her beforehand. It was a bit different this year because it's a new team. A new team, you know, takes a bit of time. You get the the storm and Norman type thing. You know, you have to sort of you know get to know each other. You have a wee bit of conflict to get it sorted and everything evens out like I did the year before with Ailey, Bethany and Moses um, and we had a, a fantastic team this year I was looking forward to getting to know the new team obviously everything's online you're not really meeting up with each other so it's slightly different I would say so the dynamics can be slightly different it's a shame you know that it, we would have I think had a lot of fun going in our normal places we go to for our NUS conferences and you know we go to Aviemore for a bit of team building but we didn't have any of that this year which is a shame but there's been still a lot of positives and we do and quite a few of us catch up regularly online which is great. Ah good I'm pleased to hear that now earlier you mentioned about some of the campaigns that you've been working on that you were working on as a VP and carried them on into your role as a student president can you tell me about some of those specific campaigns? Yeah, sure. So one of the ones that I was working on was Mind Your Mate. It was one of my objectives last year. The mental health and wellbeing was in, under my remit as a VP. So I took part in the student mental health agreement. This year it's Zoe that, that takes part in that with it in partnership with the university. 
the Mind Your Mate sort of came, the idea came, um, a lot of research showed that peer-to-peer -peer support, especially for mental health, is what students want and it's what the, the, they're asking for. Alterline did research on this, it's a great paper. So the, the National Lottery funding started off, I spoke to students from Glasgow University and also from Aberdeen. The officer there had put in a bid and they were successful and I wanted to do the same thing at DCU. And basically it is training for students for um, suicide prevention, for resilience, for, there's a whole range of different topics. So we started that last year, it sort of took a wee back seat, obviously because coronavirus hit, it didn't get completed. So I brought it forward to this year because obviously it was still important. Mental health is very important, what positive mental health for students and obviously um, especially this year. So that's been submitted to Mind Your May application. We spoke to the National Lottery and had a meeting with them and just waiting to hear if we're successful for the funding. And basically the Students Association are doing a pilot and we will be funding for students to take part in the training to start off with. And if successful, then we will have um, quite a, a large number of students who will be able to support each other, other students. And then eventually the plan is to have the student you know, train the trainers so that we can then have a sustainable you know, project that we can sort of take forward. And it's not just about the students at GCU. When somebody's had this training, they take then, once they graduate, they can take this out into the workplace and they can also take it into their local community. So it's, it's a really good project. That's very interesting, Susan. I was going to come on and talk about mental health for students, but I think we can address this just now. I mean, it's been so important over the past year and students are dealing with a, a whole gamut of issues brought about by the pandemic. Could you tell me what it's like working with students and helping support them and improving their mental health and well-being? Yeah, I think the students, you know, it's, it's been a, it's hard for students studying. Yeah. We all sort of know that there's, there's this sort of um, in the media, you know, that students go out and get drunk and party and, you know, sort of come in at two in the morning and do their essays. You know, and th there might be a wee part of that, definitely. But our students at GCU, we've got such a diverse range of students, international students, mature students. We've got parents who are carers, you know. Um, so, as I say, it's a full diverse range there. So it's been a huge range of different issues that I would say when it comes to mental health and students want to know that they're represented and that they're listened to um, especially from their university because that tends to be you know if they can't maybe turn to their friends or their family because not everybody's got friends or family there especially throughout a pandemic they turn to the university. The university has put a lot of um, extra um, mental health support for students throughout the year in students association as well as I say Zoe worked on the student mental health agreement we had a field fab feb with mindfulness we had something on every single day from our sports clubs and societies to got involved in that as well what i see with students i would say is a rise in anxiety you know a lot of students actually preferred working from home and um, that it's been actually you know it's been beneficial for some of our students also not for everybody and um, so there's a, a right mixed bag there but what i would say is anxiety seems to be the highest thing at the moment and i would say from what i've speak to students a lot of that is down to poverty a lot of students are out of work throughout the pandemic and um, they don't have that support and um, there's not great support from the government which is why the NUS have done the hashtag students deserve better campaign which I've been involved in and I, I think a lot of people don't realize that you know things like poverty leads into poor mental health you know, so if we can get these things right for students, you know, that they, they're not worrying about whether to pay their rent or if they're going to eat that month, 
you know, that is a basic need and it's a basic necessity and that's something that we've been working on. Obviously, um, we did the digital inclusion at GCU as well, which meant that students who didn't have laptops or dongles could apply at university and they've got, a, you know, they've got that on loan for the full four, four years. That's still in place just now. We put extra hardship funds in um, because that's, that did tend to be a lot was students who didn't have the finances, you know, thought they might have to drop out, um, you know, and it can lead to anxiety, it can lead to depression, it can lead to poor mental health. So that's just a small part of it. There's a whole range of issues there, you know, and I'm not a professional. This is just what I've seen from students that, that I've spoken to, to myself. Well, certainly great to hear that the students are getting the level of support that they need, particularly during this difficult time. Was that support well received? Definitely, it was well received. Yeah, we've got a mental health officer as well. Uh, um, it's uh, the Students Association, Vincent Waters. Um, he did a lot for mental health throughout the year as well. Um, and as I say, I think the societies and the sports clubs all get involved, the liberation representation groups. So everybody get involved in making sure that, you know, we, that nobody was left behind. We even spoke to academic reps about creating some informal WhatsApp group chats so that if somebody wasn't maybe contributing or their voice wasn't heard, they could reach out and say, you know, are you okay? At the Students Association, we do training anyway. The year before I did the are you okay training. So it's about suicide prevention, having that conversation. And that's something that I think we've, we've all been even more aware of this year and making sure that, you know, that you, can, you do reach out to the people, you know, that are maybe you've not heard from for a while and that we all check in on each other and make sure that we're all part of a community. And I've seen that this year probably more than any year before. I want to jump back a wee step and you mentioned something, Susan, about objectives. What measures success? What makes a successful student president? I think a successful student president is, you know, listening to the students. That's the main thing. Our, our job at Students Association is to represent the academic interests of the students. Academic interest isn't just, you know, they're, they're um, making sure that they've got fairness at the university, you know, it's, it's all the extracurricular that we do at the university, sorry, at Students Association as well, you know, things that your soft skills that help with employability. The student president needs to listen to the student, what the students want, and, you know, be fair and take that and listen to all the voices, you know, it's not who shouts the loudest, it's listening to every voice and taking everybody's perspective, taking to that to the university and trying to come to some sort of a a solution that's going to benefit all students and I think we've done that successfully this year I think you know um, anytime there's been any issue I've been invited to exec board which um, hasn't happened in previous years any issue I've taken to them and it's basically how can we help if there is a reason that they, they aren't able to help then they try to come up with a solution a perfect example is also the graduations. We thought that can't happen this year. We, we spoke to um, exec board. It's a discussion that we had. I spoke to quite a lot of students who at the time were just like, well, you know, as long as we can get a photograph and come onto campus, that was a decision. That then went ahead. Once students heard that, they changed, you know, it was obviously, they worked so hard throughout the year. It's been a, a challenging, difficult year for them. And they, they were like, no, actually, we really want a graduation. That went back to the university, you know, and they've came back to me and said, right, okay, let's provide graduate ceremonies next year, you know, when we know that it's safe, um, but, you know, don't have to worry about social distancing, so they'll still be able to get that chance to walk over the stage. So that's just one thing, you know, that the, the university have listened. Also, I would say that um, the uh, students were asking about no detriment policy. What we put as a fair assessment approach, which is very similar to what happened last year, 
we discussed that with students. I then discussed that with the VPs. We then went to the university and then that was rolled out to the students and they were happy with that, you know. So students, you know, anything that they've asked for, we've taken, we've taken back to them to see if there's any tweaks or changes and they've been they've been happy with everything that we've done so far. How do you think the pandemic? A long answer to answer that question. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 very thorough. That's all very, very interesting. But how do you think the pandemic will affect the way the student association works going forward? At the student association, we were very quick to to react. We we moved all our services online the next day as soon as we were told lockdowns happening. So it was the day before the university, I think, that we put it into practice. We just moved everything online. Everything we still offered all the same services. Obviously, the sports clubs couldn't meet up. The societies, you know, could still meet up online. Some of the sports clubs still met up and did their socials online. Um, you know, like the dance and cheer, they all sort of still met up. I think going forward, so one of the things the university have given us is a dual mode room. And it's something they're putting in at the university. And the dual mode room is basically, it means that when you're, on, you're in the one of the rooms, you can either be there in person or you can be on screen like we are just now. So it gives the opportunity for both. So it just means if there is still social distancing, when we go back in September, you know, we can still have people on screen. We can include our London students as well, which is great. We've not been able to maybe in student voice meetings before. So that just makes a huge difference. I think it makes it more inclusive. So I think, you know, we have to take the benefits and the positives from this year going forward. And I think that the positives and the benefits is something that we'll implement going forward because, you know, it's, it has made sure that we're more inclusive. We've seen that at quite a few of the meetings that we have. You know, like for instance, we have a governor meeting and we discuss any issues that students have with the court governors. And we have that quite regular. And we've got more people online than we ever did, you know, in person. So it would be good to carry that forward and still have a mixture. What do you think your biggest success has been from your 12 months in office? Biggest success? I mean, I suppose it's subjective. It depends who you, who you ask for the I'll LGBT. You, I'll ask you, Susan. What, do you, what me. do you think is your okay. biggest success? So one of the things I think was getting the, the gender neutral toilets on campus. You know, it, it's 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 huge obviously to the LGBT plus community, but also, you know, if we want to be an inclusive, you know, I believe in an inclusive society. I think equality and diversity is, is so important. Inclusivity is so important. And sometimes it's not about equality, it's about equity, you know, and making sure that things are put in place for, for people who need it. The, having the gender neutral toilets in, in campus shows you know, the, the, the community that we are an inclusive society, you know, at GCU. And, and you know, it was, a, it was the LGBT plus group that asked me last year to put this into, um, if it's something that I could possibly campaign for. I started campaigning last year. That got on hold when coronavirus came. Started campaigning again this, again this year. I spoke to university and they were like, absolutely, you know, you know, let's, let's implement that. They were happy to help. So, I would say that's one of the things that um, I, I was really proud of that moment. You know, I'm, I'm glad for the LGBT plus community, you know, that they put that in place. But also, I think the way that we've all came together, um, you know, the students and us at the Students Association and the help that they want to give and the staff. I've had so many emails from staff this year, you know, like sort of saying, how can we help, you know, how are we support students' mental health? We want to help. Here's some ideas. So we've had academic staff, non-academic staff. I mean, the, the the library staff, you know, they've been there throughout. You've got the security staff who have been absolutely fantastic. When I think we did the Caledonian court, you know, when we were with people um, who were shielding mm -hmm. and, you know, we have our um, 
student volunteers who go up and they were given parcels and they were doing that in their own time, you know, sort of putting themselves at risk. And we were making sure that obviously you know, that everything was in place so that they weren't at risk as much as possible. They were taking parcels and shopping up to them, you know. And I, went up, I only went up for like, like a couple of days to help out, but I saw, you know, how everybody supported each other and the, you know, the security staff, for instance, the, they're always cheery, they're always smiling, they're always, how can we help it as much as possible? And I think that's one thing about GCU, the community feel. And I think for me, you know, contributing to that and making sure that, you know, that everybody's involved and everybody's included in with that community and nobody's sort of left out. I think that makes, yeah, for me, uh, you know, that's that's a main thing for me, that inclusivity. Conversely, is there anything you think you could have done any better? Anything I could have done any better? Of course not. No, I'm only kidding. Is there anything that, um, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's always stuff you could do better, you know, uh, definitely. I suppose you look back, sometimes you reflect back and you think maybe I should have did this differently. Maybe I should have did, you know, that differently. Yeah. The, the team that we work with, you know, sometimes there's a wee bit of conflict there. Um, you know, and sometimes you look back and you think, you know, maybe maybe we should have, you know, tried this or tried that. But sometimes, you know, it's it's... You don't know until you know after the fact yes. and i think being off campus and and everything being online has not really sort of helped with that but anything else not that i can really think of to be quite honest you know i think that i contacted students as much as possible i listened to the students i took it to the university sometimes i can go in a wee bit probably you know like he's bearing you know i'm like we need to sort this and there's no need <laughs> because the university want to help and they want to listen and sometimes you know you get you, you get more with sugar don't you so maybe that's something that's a wee reflection for me sort of going forward now we're recording this on tuesday the 11th of may and you're finishing up at the end of the month what do you still have to do so i finished all my objectives um so which is fantastic i've got one more objective which is i wanted a legacy video we were we started a we all stand together campaign and that has been making sure that there is an inclusivity at this Students Association, which I think we can definitely say we've achieved. I'm working with Tabitha and Yurike. She's obviously doing the uh, tackling racism at GCU, which is mega important. Um, that's been a great amount of work that she's done this year on that, and she's taking that forward next year. So I've been working with her. We didn't want to rush the video. We've got some quotes and things, and we want to put this video together. Um, so it's something that if I don't get finished by the end of May, that Tabs is going to take forward for me, just to make sure that we get the right message out there. That would be the last of my objective. We'll be doing a handover period. Um, I've still got sort of a few meetings to go to. I've still got a few small projects that I'm trying to sort of cross the T's and dot the I's. I don't like leaving with um, anything hanging. You know, I'd rather get everything finished, everything complete. I know usually at this end of the time of the year, you know, you start to wind down a wee bit, but my diary's as busy as ever. Um, and I would like to just get everything finalised and, um, you know, say say goodbye to everybody, you know, try and get a chance to say, you know, thanks and the people who have supported me throughout the year. And I've had a huge amount of support. It's been absolutely fantastic. That's good to hear. Now, Adil Rahu was voted in as your successor. He was one of your VPs who we mentioned earlier in this podcast. How do you think he'll carry on the work that you've done? Well, I'm hoping that he will carry on and take the students and obviously they are the main people that he's representing. So I'm hoping that he will represent the students that he has been elected to represent and take that forward and make sure that they are at the forefront of absolutely everything that he does and all the decisions that are made. If you had one piece of advice for Adele, what would it be? Um, one piece of advice, I would say, read the papers. There's hundreds of them. Sometimes you think <laughs> that you can skim them. And then you get asked a question and you think, oh, my goodness. So I would say, 
do your research, read the papers, and you know, make sure that students are at the heart of absolutely everything that you do and you won't go wrong. Now, what happens next for you, Susan? So what happens next for me, what was supposed to happen next was I was going to travel over the summer. I was going to go to New York. Um, my, my daughter lives in New York, so I was going to go there for a month. We were going to go to Iceland. Um, I was going to go to Kenya with Tabitha for our sister's wedding. I had so many plans. Now it's basically Hamel Damey. I'm basically in the summer, I'm just going to chill. I'm taking my, I'm going back to university in September to do my master's. I'm doing international economic and social justice um, in September at GCU. So I'll be back as a student. So I'll still be on student voice. So I'll be making sure that, you know, that we're represented well. And over the summer, just taking easy, reading some of the reading list, um, you know, to prep myself for September and just um, like having some lions. <laughs> <laughs> It's been good fun to talk about your 12 months at the university. Now that you've had a, a chance to reflect on everything, Susan, how would you sum it all up? How would I sum it all up? Um, that's a difficult one. Can I get a minute to think of that, actually? I mean, you can ask me that again in a wee minute. How would I sum it up? Well, I, I suppose I would sum it all up as, you know, it's, I, I suppose, a cliche, every cloud has a silver lining. Because even though it's been a challenging and difficult time, I would say there's a lot of good things that's come out of this. I think we've all reflected a lot more on ourselves. We've all looked at ourselves. You know, we've all over, you know, overthought a wee bit this year. Everybody's mental health, you know, is taken a battering, and it's made us realise that we can talk about it, and that there's positives come from every bad situation and that's what I'm going to be taking from it. Not that it's been a bad situation, there's been a lot of, as I say, a lot of good from it and it's all the positives I'll take from it this year. Susan, thank you very much for joining me in the show and good luck with the next steps in your career. Thanks so much, Craig. I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning into this episode and I hope you can join us again soon when we will be in conversation with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to us from and never miss an episode. Until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been The Common Good Podcast. <laughs>